A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast talks about rediscovering hope, happiness, and the things that can happen in life that can take away your essence. Latanya and her guests focus on the traumas that may have made you a victim and discuss measures that can be implemented to turn your negative into victory. Topics are discussed that are hard to hear but necessary for growth, vitality, and newness in life after a trauma. Latanya has a bachelor's degree in human services with a minor in psychology. She has been the founder and president of a local nonprofit for women for almost 20 years. She is an ordained minister, a published author of several books, and she has a love for helping people. Latanya's mission is to help women understand that trauma does not define who they are, just like it did not define who she was. Helping women be healed and restored from their past trauma, sharing the stories of women that have overcame their various trials, and bringing awareness of various issues that encompass women is a standard that the podcast has embraced for the past three years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast with Latanya Y. Hendry. Hello, hello, and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored, and this is LaTanya. Back this week, took a little mini break last week, was going through some personal things, and lo and behold, still is. (laughs) I don't know what the enemy is trying to do, and I'm really, really fighting hard to keep my composure and, and really pull on my faith right now. And not be pulled into old Tanya. So, y'all keep me in prayer, please. Because the enemy, we know, is busy. But he's a liar. And I'm not going to give him any room to try to do whatever it is he's trying to do. So, y'all keep me in your prayers um, as I keep you all. And I truly, truly appreciate it. So, it has been a topic in the news lately. Well, maybe the past three years about something we have done ever since I was a child but now it has a name we called it checking we would check people and um, do your mama jokes and it would be serious in a moment but then as the next day or maybe two days later everything is smooth over and it would be okay but today I want to talk about the effects of social media with body shaming and aspects of making someone feel a certain type of way about their body. But before I get into the episode for this week, I want to briefly say that and and just talk to my audience really quick because y'all are really, really some caring and compassionate people. Um, And most of you I would say 95% of you because I have a small listening audience of people that I I know but for the most part you all are people that stumbled across this this podcast or was recommended by someone and you are truly loyal and I want to say thank you for the care 
and concern that you all have for me because um, people reach out when I don't give advance notice about not doing an episode. And when more emails come in about what's going on and am I alright, then pertaining to a particular episode, I have to dedicate a few minutes to my listeners. So I just want to pray blessings over each of you and let you all know, whether you email or not, because I know a lot of people just listen. You know, they're they not into the emailing and all that, and they just get what they get from the information that's shared or from the commentary they listen but so for everybody, for the emailers, for the listeners, for all of you, I truly, truly appreciate the care and concern that you have, not only for the platform, but for me as a podcaster, for me as a host, just for me in general, to have concern about am I okay and I didn't say anything about not doing an episode and will another episode be coming up the following week and Am I taking spring break? <laughs> and I didn't really think about taking a spring break, and I'm not, because it and may I'll be taking summer break. So I, I haven't really thought about taking a break, but last week I did. I needed a break, and I hadn't done the episode yet, and time had went by, and before I knew it, I was going to be pushing to try to do it. So I just decided I, my spirit wasn't in it anyway. And I did a live on my, um, on the A Woman's Soul Restored social media page on Facebook, explaining that I was going through some things and I was not going to do an episode that week. And then I shared shared it on my personal page and some other outlets. And I also did a giveaway for Tamara's book, her um, journal. And we had one winner because only one person responded. So what I want to do, and I'll get with Tamara about it, is I'll get another book from her and and do it because she wanted it more. And I know her heart. And the young lady that got it, you know, I know she's going to put it to good use because it's somebody we know. But I think she wanted it more where offered with, with a wider audience. And I apologize to her because my social media is not my audience. Um, My audience was created from, and I've told the story before, from when I was picked up, not even thinking about podcasting, but from the second book, A Window Without a View, I was reached out to by an entity, and they picked me up. And it was something I had to pay for, but I didn't have to pay full price. They discounted it greatly so that I could do that podcast but with all things you know sometimes your money runs funny and when I had a choice to either keep trying to pay for something that at the time I could not monotonize I could not make any money off of or to pay attention to some other areas that I needed to financially so I made a decision to let it go and they didn't want me to go and I knew they couldn't discount it anymore and I wasn't doing it trying to get a lower rate I just could not afford even that rate that they were offering it to me I did it for a year and a couple of months into the second season and then I ended it thinking that was going to be it but then I discovered a free platforms and there are many where you can do podcasting and so that is how but that audience was built 
primarily because they did their own marketing and I didn't have to do any any of that. They did their editing. Um, all I did was submit the episode to them and let them know where I thought some areas might need it to have been addressed. So they would listen through themselves and anything that was in there, a noise, a dog barking or anything, they would take it out and make it sound like it was fluid. So to go from that to trying to learn how to um, do all of this myself has really been an experience. But I'm thankful that when it was so months went by before I got back into the second season and I started with doing guests and having people on and as the guests that I asked as they researched they saw that the numbers were where they were supposed to be for them to see fruit from being on my podcast so I'm thankful for that first year of learning you know I knew what they were doing but I didn't know how to apply it myself but now I have learned how to cut and edit and um, sometimes some things are not significant enough to cut out like if I forgot to forget to put my phone on vibrate and you hear a uh in the background or a noise where I'm getting a notification I'll just let that run but if it's something significant I know how to take it out and it's still a lot to learn with with podcasting and I want to take it to another level at some point but I appreciate you all hanging in with me and I would say just in general the people that I know even locally with different areas and different things have hung in with me my customers with the business um the ladies of the organization my sisters my family have hung in with me with some things it's just it's good to know that you have people on your side and people that care about you so for you all not to know me only know me by name and some probably don't know my name just know the name of the podcast but for you to hang in with me all these years I, I thank you for the people that's new listeners I thank you for coming back or even at one time that you did listen but I'm just grateful for just y'all accepting the platform and letting me be me so with that said we're going to take our two quick breaks <laughs> And I'm going to do some more, see if anybody want to do some advertising where I could get some more things out where y'all won't have to hear. Same advertisements, but one of them I have to do for Anchor, which that'll probably change because now we're under um, Spotify, which is supposed to help with the issues that many of the podcasters were experiencing so I won't really know how good this is until I get a guest on and see how good the technology is and if those prior issues were addressed. So time will tell what Spotify will do for the former. Is Anchor on Spot Spotify or something like that? Um, I guess I should know the platform. But anyway, we're going to take two quick breaks. Y'all know the routine. Get you something to drink. Um, it's been hot down here in Georgia. It was cold the earlier part of the week and it was in the early late 70s on Thursday, um, early 80s yesterday, and mid 80s today. So it's and this is Saturday, so I'm doing it the day before and it's going on 10 o'clock at night. But I already knew what I was going to talk about, so it's not like I'm trying to 
um, find something to talk about or not having in mind what I wanted to do. So when we come back, we're going to talk about body shaming. What's really going on? Body shaming. What's really going on? So be sure to come back. Sisters Helping Sisters Social Organization for Women, Incorporated, is a faith-based community nonprofit located in historic, beautiful Savannah, Georgia, and has been serving the local area since April of 2003. The sisterhood has been built on trust, unity, growth, discovery, appreciation, and security, all embodied by faith which has helped the organization to stand the test of time and still be viable in the community. If you would like more information about the organization, please visit www.sistershelpingsisters28.com or send an inquiry email to sistershelpingsisters28 at yahoo.com. It's a great day to be in the sisterhood. All right, and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about body shaming, what's really going on, and the phenomena that has, I guess, surfaced because of this. The thing that back in the day we would call checking. And we would go all in on somebody. And sometimes we did talk about their weight or their height. Or um, sometimes we would even bring skin color in. If somebody was a little darker. If somebody was, you know, real, real light. You know, we, we didn't hold back on it. But the next day, or maybe two days later, everybody was past it. And we were okay. So, I said in the intro I was going to say the thing that I believe has really perpetuated this and truly and if you think about it is the presence of social media social media and all of its various platforms have played a significant role in body shaming um, sexism cyber bullying the variant of things that has come about because we have access to go live and do free speech and record videos and have followers and our followers follow us because they like what we're saying. But depending on the content and what exactly we're saying, it could really, really influence people. Maybe some people that already have a distorted view of the thing that you're talking about innocently but because their view is distorted they take it and run with it or that person that is listening to you and you're talking about a topic maybe you're joking about it but because they already feel a certain way about themselves they take it too hard so what is body shaming and i'm reading here i'm pulling i'm gonna be pulling information up as i'm reading as i we go through this but webster's MerriamWebster.com says that body shaming is the act or practice of humiliating or criticizing someone for their body shape, size, or features. 
Then the little explanation says it can target any physical attribute such as skin, hair, age, or disability. It can affect anyone, regardless of gender, and can have negative consequences for their self-esteem and mental health. That's the importance of this thing and how the things we joke about can really affect someone. It goes further to say body shaming can be done by others or by oneself and can be influenced by the media and social norms. If you are in a atmosphere where that atmosphere is toxic and they're talking about people all the time and if you're in a public setting and you're sitting around talking and as people pass by or what have you, you whispering and talking, yeah, that's that's social norms. That's when it becomes a part of your makeup to get together and talk about people, which of all the things we can come up to do with our time, talking about people should be the least of what we're doing. But you'll be surprised how many people make this a significant part of their lives to heckle, to talk about people, to ridicule, to talk about someone in a way that will make them want contemplate committing suicide. That's how serious this stuff is. This is how serious the influx and the magnitude of social media. And y'all have to excuse me, in the South, the pollen is bad and my sinuses has been kicking in for a while. So if you hear a sniffle, the cold has not come back. It's just sinuses. So y'all please forgive me in advance. But going back to the topic, when we put emphasis on the things we read and the things other people say, and it causes us to act in a way that may be us and it may be us trying to act apart, What does that say about us as a society? What's really going on to the point where we can really get use a platform that we have or build a platform on making other people feel bad about the way they look? Or let's get into some numbers. Let's get into some numbers. Okay. If you ask 10 women. What do they not like about their body? Or is it anything that they don't like about their body? Nine out of ten will say that it's something they don't like. It may be their eyes. It may be their ears. It may be skin tags, which are moles. It could be anything. But nine out of ten of those women are going to say it's something about their bodies that they don't like. Now, let's increase the number. If we ask 100 women of all backgrounds, of all socioeconomic statuses, how many of 100 women would say is something about their bodies that they do not like or they wish they could change? 97.8% would say that they would change something about their bodies if they had the means, if they had the finances, if they thought that it would make them feel better, they would just do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong about doing something to make yourself feel better. 
But if you're doing it to please someone else, that's where the issue comes in at. If you're doing it because you don't want people to tease you. If you're doing it because you feel like if you don't do it, your life is going to be miserable because people are going to be constantly talking about you. These kind of things is what drives a person to, and this is where the mental health comes in at. Because it will cause you to feel unstable. You'll always be questioning something about yourself. You'll always be wondering if a person is really your friend to be your friend. Or or, are they going back to talk about you? Are they going back speaking on the thing that you you don't like about yourself? So I'm going to say myself. Because I'm I'm in that high number of women that that don't like something about themselves. Now would I go through the extent of getting it changed at 55 years old no (laughs) i've accepted my body as is and yeah i do things to maintain my weight i do things to keep myself healthy but as far as altering myself and doing things to that i'm that displeased with my body no i'm not going to do that my breasts are small my body is in proportion so i have big legs they're bow so they draw attention i've all even when i was skinny i had big legs my legs was always did not match my body but my chest is small so any stomach that i get shows my stomach is not big even now that i've lost some weight but because my chest is small the focus is going to go on my stomach and it's going to look bigger than it is my hands are big because the women in my family have big hands. The Wiggins women, and Wiggins is my maiden name, the Wiggins women have big hands. We're big people, and our hands are big to be women. So my body is misproportioned, improportioned, is not like how it's supposed to be, but I've learned to love my body. I love me and I accept the things that I have and I work on the things that I know I need to work on. Case in point, that stomach that I'm talking about, which was way bigger. And I'm thankful that when I was diagnosed with diabetes in January of last year, I was at um, 234, no, it was 244, 244, 245. And now I'm teetering right at 202 i can't get under that 200 mark but i'm striving it'll go from 202 to 205 and it'll about borderline between the two so i'm still trying to get under that 200 mark but i'm happy with my body i'm happy with my appearance even though my breasts are small even though my legs don't match my body i'm happy with my general overall look because i know how to dress to accentuate my body now going into dressing there's a difference between being helpful and body shaming there are certain body types that should not wear certain types of clothing that's not going to bring the best out of your body that it can we should be aware of our shapes and even if you have to research to see what kind of material looks best on your body what kind of colors blend with your skin just i know some of us want to branch out you know i'm not a color person i'm not a pink yellow lime green and all that color but i have been doing better with branching out with my colors but i don't do it to a point where i look mismatched or i look 
like I'm trying to draw attention to myself. I do it, I would say tastefully, but I do it in a way to where I blend. I still wear something darker. I don't wear color on color, you know, which some people do, and that's fine if that's their personality. It's just not mine. I'm not a color on color personality, so I don't wear greens and pinks together or greens and yellows. I wear yellow and black or yellow and a brown, you know, something light and something dark. But I dress according to, now around the house is different because I wear shorts or um, what t-shirts or whatever I could wear, you know, to be comfortable. But out in public, I try to dress. I'll put on a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts that's not too short. But I dress accordingly. And this is something as a society in whole where when I was young, the older women would let us know if something was too short or if something was not appropriate for us. But now we, we're so sensitive to where we don't want anybody to tell us anything. We want to dress the way we want to dress. We want to do what we want to do, and nobody's able to tell us anything. That's not body shaming. Body shaming is when you insult somebody, you make them feel bad about how they look. If it's something they can't even control, and here you go, making fun of it. It says criticizing and humiliating someone for their body shape, size, or features. So what do we do about that as a society? What does that say? And it's not just here in the United States, but it's primarily here in the United States. We, you know, we use these platforms to more to not build up and edify, but more to, in in some senses, to tear down, to joke, to at somebody else's expense. And when you do stuff, you don't really think about who might get hurt by this. Who am I going to offend? What part of me wants to do this more for ratings or for likes? Or am I focused on, if I say this, who am I going to hurt? If I type this or if I tweet this, if I, whatever, if I post this, this general comment, but I'm pointing out the the, the misproportions of someone, am I going to get a laugh or two? I probably will. But when that person sees that and people retweet and people quoting your tweet that you said about this person... It becomes a, to a point where somebody could really, really lose it and start wondering, does their life matter? Are they going to look the way that society says they're supposed to look? Are they going to feel the way that society says they're supposed to feel about their bodies? Do they begin to hate their own bodies because it says body shaming can be done by others or by oneself, meaning some of us could be body shaming ourselves you know when we talk about i can't stand my lips my lips look like two tires you know or my butt is as flat and i don't have a butt I, my butt is flat like i said my body is just my body is my body but the women in my family really don't have a butt i mean we got something to sit on but it's it's not like Back in the day, they used to say, the guys used to say that they want a, a woman that got a butt that they could sit and drink on. Okay, so it's like, if you sit the drink on it, how much booty is too much booty? <laughs> but 
just to think about that you know the emphasis was on even back then the, the chest size and the booty size and the leg size i got a lot of attention because like i said i have bow legs and when i was smaller they really showed i mean they show now with you got bow legs that just show but it's even in that when i was younger i wore stuff because i didn't always dress the way i was supposed to dress this is now <laughs> i'm not talking about when i was in my 20s and 30s i dressed to draw attention to my legs so i wore skirts that were extra short and i wore shorts that were they call them daisy dukes back in the day i wore stuff that drew attention to my legs and and it did get attention that's how i got my husband I got now in the club wearing a drag, black mini dress and some heels. I, had, I think I had some two and a half inch heels on. And that, well, drifted off a bit. But anyway, it's interesting how we, the extent we would go to to draw attention away from the thing that we not pleased with, but overemphasize the thing that we may have going on for us i know better than that now because i know to love me and to love me is to love my body i can't love myself and have self-love if i don't love the body that i'm in the skin that i'm in the hair that i have the size of my body the proportions of it and that's for all of us we have to love what we have and if it's something you could do something about you feel for yourself that you want to do it then by all means do it you know lose that weight or if you're skinny and you want to gain a few pounds pick up that weight do what you need to do to make yourself feel good and have good a healthy life and to make yourself feel better but if you're doing it to stop the teasing if you're I know when I was young, and I've done it, when I was in, in middle school, I put, because everybody was developing and I wasn't. So I put socks in my bra, and those of you all of my age that listen, have you had a socks experience? <laughs> have you had that moment where when you before you got on the bus, you were flat-chested, and when you get on the bus, your little training bra is stretched because you got socks in them? Yeah, that was my experience, because my grandmama didn't play that, so... Yeah, when I left out the house, I had on the proper little skirt. But by the time I got to the bus stop, y'all had to jack that dress up. And it wasn't a dress anymore. It was a, a mini, mini skirt. So, yeah, we all go through different phases as we go through life in school, college, um, becoming adults. And as we age, we learn, hopefully, not to do certain things, not to conduct ourselves in a certain manner. But even if you do that, it doesn't give somebody the right to tease you. It doesn't give somebody the right to point out the flaws in your body. It's your body. We have enough to worry about in society and in our own homes than to be focused on someone's body and how they look or their appearance and, and if their lips big and if the eyes bug and all these things that we draw attention to sometimes we draw attention to other people's flaws because we're not happy with our own flaws we have not accepted our own bodies so we bring attention to what somebody else is going through and what you know they they gain they, they yo-yo diet must be because they lose weight they gain weight don't know what to do with their weight 
And even back then, and y'all remember when, I'm not going to call a name, but a popular African-American talk show host back in the 90s and early 2000s was just yo-yo dieting all over the place. And if it was body shaming at that time, then that's who would have been getting it because she was all on the news about her weight. But they didn't have social media like how it is now because if they did, they would have had a field day with how she was with her weight. She would balloon and then she would be as skinny as, as a model. And then she'll balloon back again. But these are the same things that go on now. It's just we have platforms and these people use their YouTube channels and use their tweets and their um, TikToks and other social medias to, to put people on blast, so to speak, and make them feel bad about how they look and their imperfections and some things some people just can't do anything about. They might have acne they might have bad skin you know it's things you could get for bad skin i sell products for bad skin um shameful plug but i put it in but it's how we take a person's imperfections and make it big news to possibly cover up our own imperfections to possibly make ourselves feel better about how we look so we put the focus on somebody else I don't think that's all of it, but I think it is some of that going on. I think it's some dealing with their own self-hatred, their own self-loathing. And instead of trying to heal themselves and do things to make themselves feel better about themselves, they shift the focus and start messing with somebody that's already probably going through a whole lot already. So... What does this episode mean? What? Why talk about body shaming? Well, why not? Why not talk about the things that, as women, we go through? We've talked about everything else. Why not talk about body shaming? The thing that most of us have experienced through our life, or some portion of our life, it just was called something else. Now we've given it a formal name and a definition. So... Why talk about it, though? Why why do a whole episode on it? Because I think it's needed. Because if we look at our timelines of when people post stuff and what they're posting, we look at the news and other people's commentary and other people's podcasts and just um, comedians on stage. We look at and hear different things and we hear this stuff. We hear people getting heckled and about their nose size. Yeah, I got a big nose too. It runs in the family. But their nose size, their lip size, their the size of their body, the shape of their body. You I've heard people say somebody was shaped like the Michelin tire. For those of y'all that remember that commercial back in the day with the white tire and he had all kind of he was small up around the head and the middle he got big and when he got down to the bottom that was the smaller tires people can find and and legitimately enough some stuff is funny you know we ain't thinking about where that person might be hurt we read the joke we see it we might play it again over and over and we laughing but on the other end of that joke somebody is there somebody now if somebody's cool with it 
And if, if it's a, your friend or whatever, and that's how y'all talk to one another. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about making somebody legitimately feel bad for how they look. And basically, that's what it sums up to. You're making somebody feel a certain type of way because of how they look. Simple as that. But if it was reversed to us, and somebody point out our flaws, and somebody talked about us, we want to sue them, we want to put a liable on them, we want to do all the stuff that, you know, we, we've been done in injustice and something needs to be done. But then we do it to other people. So what's really going on? What's going on is that we live in a society that, for the most part, just doesn't care. We don't care about people anymore. We don't care about what this comment is going to make that person feel like. We don't care if, if you're going to... I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to get my likes, and I'm going to get my views, and that person is going to be all right. Well, what if that person is not all right? What if you really said something that pushed that trigger that really took that person over the edge. We can't bring people back when they decide to commit suicide or they decide to really hurt themselves in a way not to feel any more pain. And they may not die, but they've already died inside. And sometimes that death is worse than the physical death when you're just here, when you're just existing, when you, you, you just... So much is going on in your life and then people are, are making fun of you on top of your everyday stuff. We got enough stuff going on besides focusing on how somebody look. You know, yeah, if somebody got on something they shouldn't have on and you know them, go up to people all kind of ways now because people will cuss you out and hurt your feelings. But if somebody, if it's someone you know that you love and you care for and you see that they have on something that maybe they should not have on. It's not making them look their best. It's not flattering their body type. Then please let them know in a respectful way. You don't have to tell everybody else that your so-and-so got this on. And I'm fixed to go tell them. No, that's not for everybody. That's for you and that person if you saw it. You let them know that, you know, sis, maybe you need to reevaluate what you got on. That ain't making you look your best. And that works for some women because we always want to look our best. We always want to put our best foot forward. We don't want to be told we got on something that makes us look like a tramp or looks like we looking for something that we not looking for. You know, we always want to look pretty. You know, I've always got this thing to say, you know, I, I love looking pretty. I love I, I love smiling and most of my social media pictures I'm smiling. You know, people say they love my smile, which I don't. You know, I, I try to smile extra, you know, and people say you have a beautiful smile. Well, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to me, you know, but I don't see it as beautiful. But that's that thing. We point out our own flaws, and I've accepted them. You know, if other people think my smile is pretty, then I'm happy I can make somebody else smile. But I can live with feeling the way I feel about my smile. You know, it's, it's okay. I can live with my breasts being small. You know, my husband like them, I hope. <laughs> I can live with my legs being disproportionate to my body. Okay, so well. I, I'm working on my stomach. You know, I, I don't do the exercises and stuff. But 
I walk and I do other things. And it is coming down. Okay, there you go. My hands, that is heredity, that no matter how much weight I lose, my hands are going to be big. There is nothing I can do about that. That's just, it is what it is. And if somebody don't like my hands, well, I guess they don't like me because that's a part of me. But that's with any part of my body. If you don't like my body, my body is me. So what do we do to fix it? What do we do to put a stop to it if we can? Well, I'm saying on this platform that God has blessed me to do for three years now. If we stop entertaining these people when they do this. If we stop laughing at the jokes when people pass by and we got the heckler that's saying that they they butt so big and they got the joke to go with it and we bust it out laughing, maybe if we correct it right then, they'll know not to do that around us because they know we're not going to tolerate it. If we go to these comedy shows and they start body shaming people that's in the audience, if we just not laugh, if we just not, you know, Give them that that laugh that comedians need. They want us to laugh, so they say the stuff they feel we're going to laugh about. That's why they do those jokes, because they know we're going to laugh. But if we just stop laughing, if we just stop liking the posts and the tweets that, that body shame people, you know, don't comment on them negative or positive. Don't give them the, the algorithm, however you pronounce that word, to get the the views to even see the post because whether if you comment positive or negative it's still a comment so that gives them more views so don't even comment on it just don't even like it just leave it alone just buy just keep strolling if we do that enough if we band together and we do that enough we can stop this we can put a stop to socialism we can put a stop to body shaming we can put a stop to cyber bullying we can put a stop to religion bullying we can put a stop to these things that we find you know if it's not bothering me directly then you know uh, i'm not gonna mess with it but trust me it's bothering you directly because somebody you know somebody you love is experiencing this somebody that touches you closely has gone through one of these things I mentioned or something. It's, it's so many different terms out there now. It's hard to keep up. But it's something that has been experienced by, if not us particularly, somebody we know. And some of us have tough skin, you know, stuff just bounce off. But a lot of us don't. I have tough skin depending on who's saying the joke. If it's a friend or family member, I could take the stuff. You know, I'm going to laugh long with you. I'm going to check myself. Yeah, I got piggy toes. My feet are big. I wear, I used to wear 11 and a half. Now, since I've lost weight, I can get it a 10. But my feet are still big for a woman. I wear a size 10. Another clue. The women in my family have big feet. Okay, we got big feet. But if a stranger were to do that to me, well, if the stranger did it, 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 it wouldn't bother me but if my family did it if my family were to not joking with me but taking the joke to another level if they made me feel in a vindictive way that they were trying to humiliate or criticize me that would not go over well with me and I'm not a person to hide my emotions I'm not a person to hide what I'm feeling I'm gonna say it in a respectful way if you've done something to 
hurt me or say something that really bothered me because I think we should let people know when they've done something wrong so they'll know not to do it again. But the very act of this stuff that we witness and that we laugh at and, you know, we don't think it's bothering nobody, it is bothering somebody. Do some Googling, do some statistics to see the ramifications of what this stuff do. So I'm going to challenge each of you because I'm, my numbers run between three to 4,000. So, you know, some, some episodes get up to six. But I'm going to challenge you because we need to start making a stand against this. We need to start not responding to these people when they do this stuff. Not responding to these people that think it's funny and think it's fair game. To, to to body shame somebody to to be in a system that allows cyberbullying to be in a system that allows religion bullying in a in a society that has enforced racism for many many years we need to put a stop to it and how to put a stop to it is stop responding as my thoughts go to one of our former presidents that does everything and everything he does is in the news and that's designed that way he wants to be in the news and we give him that attention by always talking about him in the news and i think y'all know which president that is but when we feed into stuff it just feeds into people so the more we like that stuff and we reshare it retweeting it it's just giving these people ammunition to keep doing what they're doing and body shaming people and making people feel less than what God created them to be. So I challenge you, I challenge you to stroll past that stuff. Not respond negatively or positively. Don't don't like it. Don't give it the algorithm. I think I'm still pronouncing it wrong. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't give it what it needs to be seen by more people. If it's not liked and it's not commented on, Facebook is going to push it down the line. You're not going to see. It's not going to be visible to many people. But the more people comment, the more people like, you know, that you you see it because it's getting the likes that it needs to be um, propelled. So let's not feed into it. If we see it, just keep strolling. Don't don't give it that person the satisfaction of knowing that what they did caused you time out of your day to like or comment on something that's negative and hurting someone else. And I'm done. <laughs> I am done. I feel passionate about this because I like I said it wasn't body shaming back then, but I was ridiculed as a child. I was teased as a child, and it gave me low self-esteem and because I had low self-esteem I was getting sexually abused in my house as a child and I didn't have the will to say anything because I didn't feel that I mattered we have to take this stuff into account when we do stuff to people we don't know people's past we don't know what they're going through now we don't know what's going on in their household, and we have the audacity to try to make somebody feel bad because of a body flaw. 
because of a flaw, because of something that most of the times they don't have any control over. I don't have any control over the size of my nose. It just is. You know, my, as I've gotten older, my face has filled out, and it's not as standoffish as it used to be because when I was skinny, oh, my God, my nose stood out like a plug, like a pig's nose. It was just there. Like somebody just threw it on my face and said, there goes your nose. But, and I was self-conscious about that. I was self-conscious about my body. I already had low self-esteem. I was just going through a lot. And when people tease you and people make fun of things that you have no control over, if you're not strong-willed, if your self-esteem is not where it's supposed to be, it will cause you to start thinking thoughts that you really don't need to be thinking. So this is in two parts. Let's not comment on these people's things and, and give them the propelling that they need They need to make their comments or posts or tweets um, more visible. But let's also not do it ourselves. Let's not be people that's making somebody feel bad because of how they look. Let's not be people that's critical or people that humiliates or people that just just get all the big terms out. Somebody that's just not a good person that makes people feel not good. I'm going to leave it right there. If you'd like to send an email, send it to a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net and the Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. I hope this episode did something to really open somebody's eyes and help you to see differently about when we see those comments, when we see those posts, when we see those tweets. To not play into what that person is trying to get. Don't make them feel like they're doing something good when they're not. When we like favorably or laugh or really play into what people do, it just gives them ammunition to keep going. They think they're doing something that the people want to hear and want to see. So we have the power. We can take that back. We can be the difference maker. In those types of things. We can put a stop to it. Or if not a stop. We can put a big old dent in it. So Lord willing. I'll see y'all next week. Be blessed. From a woman's soul restored. This is Latanya Hendrick.